Hello, good morning. I'm waiting for some, pe some people to join here this morning. Hopefully everybody is enjoying this beautiful morning. The sun is shining and we get to celebrate Mother's Day uh, remotely. And so I do want to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day, including my own mom, and pray and hope that everybody has a wonderful day. Uh, reach out to your mother. If possible, wish them a happy Mother's Day. Uh, remember those who are going through a tough day today, uh, those who have lost mothers over the past year and years. Um, remember to keep them in your prayers as well. Uh, while Mother's Day is a joyous day, I know for others it is a day that brings some sadness and some thoughts of grieving and those types of emotions as well. So remember both aspects and both sides of it during this uh, Mother's Day as we celebrate together. I want to open up in prayer this morning and jump right into Malachi chapter 3. I have a, a lot to share from Malachi chapter 3 and I want to be able to get through it this morning. So if you would pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning on your day, the Lord's day. It's a day that you've called and asked us to rejoice and be glad in. And each and every day, may that be the thoughts that are on our hearts and that we're rejoicing in you. And that we find the joy of the Lord being our strength. We find in life the things that we do to bring you joy is our strength. So Lord, I ask you to continue to strengthen us as we praise your name today, as we bring you glory for the great things that you continue to do. May you draw us closer to you. I know with the words that you've given to me uh, in regards to Malachi chapter three, Lord, draw our hearts closer to you in a deeper relationship with you. Help us to see where we're at spiritually Help us to understand where we're at and that we find ourselves focused on you. I do ask for a blessing, a special blessing on all who are mothers today, and that you continue to be with them and strengthen them. And we thank you for our mothers, for those that nurtured us, who guided us, who pointed us on the right path, who took seriously to train a child in the way that they should go. And in the end, they won't depart from it. And so we thank you, Lord, for mothers who invested into each of our lives to make us into the people that we are today and to point us to you, our Lord and Savior. I ask, Lord, that you be with us this morning as we look to your word and that you open up our hearts to receive your word this morning. And thank you for all you continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I am going to ask you to turn to Malachi chapter 3. Uh, we are continuing through the book of Malachi. We've covered the first two chapters. Today we're going to cover chapter 3. And then next week we will cover chapter 4. I'm going to read quickly. It's a, it's a big chapter. And I want to read through all of the verses of Malachi chapter 3. God's word says, See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. And then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. And then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in the days gone by, as in the former years. 
So I will come near to you for judgment. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive aliens of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not, ca will, will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly the evildoers prosper, and even those who challenge God escape. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in the presence of in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, in the day when I make up my treasures, treasured possessions. I will spare them just in compassion. A man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. We're going to look at Malachi chapter 3 today, and I believe as we look at Malachi chapter 3, we're going to see again some warning signs for us. And today, as we look at, at this chapter, it's a big, huge stop sign. As we look at each little section as we go through this chapter, a big, huge stop sign for us to be able to stop and ask ourselves, are we listening to what God is saying to us, and where am I at? in regards to what God is saying to the Israelites and what God wants to say to me. I don't know about you. Have you ever run a stop sign? Um, I think back in my younger years, there were a couple that I might have run through. Uh, uh, certainly, if you search my history, there's no tickets yet of running a stop sign. But uh, I will say that the blue and yellow I mean, the blue and red lights certainly have flashed a couple times where I might have been a little iffy going through, and they were nice enough to let me go. Um, but so I guess I should say that, yes, I have run a stop sign. And running through a stop sign can be dangerous. And certainly if there's somebody coming the other way, uh, that's detrimental to your physical health, running a stop sign. And in our spiritual lives, if we run the stop signs that God puts in front of us, we can get in big trouble we can have serious, serious spiritual, spiritual troubles. And as we look in Malachi chapter 3, there are three big stop signs for us. And it's interesting as we go back through this passage, as I take each step and hang with me right to the end, because I believe the promise for us is right at the end. Each one of those goes back to the one that's before it. And that we get the biggest stop sign at the front, 
and then we get other warnings as we go through to get back to the first one. So I want to st start right at the beginning and understand that sign that's right there for us at the beginning. Um, I live in the Carlisle, Newville, Mechanicsburg area of Pennsylvania, and anybody that lives in this area knows there's a lot of trucks. There are truck stops, and when you go by those truck stops, you see those signs that say, showers available. Now, I've never driven truck. I've never been across the country truck driver, but I can imagine that driving up to a truck stop that has a sign, showers available, uh, would be a beneficial thing and would be looked on as a positive thing where you can actually go in and get cleaned up. And Malachi chapter 3 starts out with a prophecy from Malachi of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the coming of our Savior. And we're given the picture for he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. Showers available. Our Lord and Savior is going to come. He is going to come in Malachi chapter 3, he's saying he's going to come and he's going to be one who is coming to wash you, to cleanse you. And if we don't stop right here and ask ourselves the question, have I partaken, partaken of the refiner's fire, of the launderer's soap? Have I allowed the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive my sins and to wash me, to cleanse me so I will be white as snow? That's the big stop sign right at the beginning of this passage as we read about Jesus Christ coming as a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. Uh, I believe that we have a free will. As people who God created, God is not going to force us into, into the purifying fire. God is not going to force us to be scrubbed with lye soap. God's cleansing is there for us, but if we don't stop and partake of it, we are done. We're finished. I've driven down the road before where I've come to a stop sign where you need to turn left or right. You have a decision to make. I've had a decision to make. The GPS wasn't on. I really wasn't sure where I was at. And I had a decision. Do I turn right or do I turn left? There's a decision to be made in our spiritual lives. There's a big flashing sign that says there's showers available if you turn right and you head to them. But if you turn left and head the other way, then there's hell available for you. And that's as basic as I can put it, as simple as I can put it. God gives us a big decision to make. We come to that T in the road, that big stop sign, and there's only three choices that we can make. I want to tell you, there's three choices that we can make. We're sitting at that stop sign in our life where the refiner's fire is off to the right. Jesus Christ is off to the right. Hellfire and brimstone is off to the left, and we're sitting at that stop sign. Here's the three decisions. First decision, just stay where you're at. I'm not going to make a decision. I'm going to figure it out later. That's one decision. The other decision is, I'm going to turn left. I don't want to head towards that refiner's fire. I'm not ready for it. Maybe some other day I'll go back there, but I'm not going to head that direction. And we turn left and we head towards eternal punishment. And the other third decision is, we can turn right. We can head towards Jesus Christ, head towards our Lord and Savior, and allow Him to wash us and to cleanse us and to renew us. If we don't decide, or if we turn left, we will face eternal punishment. Our salvation is turning and heading towards the refiner's fire to the launderer's soap and allowing God to purify us, to wash us and make us new. Psalm 51, 7, David cries out to God after his sin, saying, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean 
Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Isaiah 1.18, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. We need the cleansing showers of God. We need to look at the cleansing showers of God, not as detrimental, but as beneficial in our lives. Sometimes we're like the eight-year-old boy where mom is coming in saying, you need to take a bath tonight. And we're like, no, 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 I don't want to take a bath. I don't want to take a bath. And we act like an eight-year-old little boy and God's saying, come here and be cleansed, be renewed, be washed. And we want to stay away and go out and play in the mud puddle. We need to be careful and listen to the voice of God. See that big stop sign that is in front of us and allow God to purify our hearts, to wash us. The reality is we stink and we need to be washed. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which means we stink really bad. And don't disconnect on me on this. I know we all look in the mirror and say, I'm not so bad. I'm really not so bad. And we look in the mirror and say, I'm a good person. And the reality is quite often we're greedy, we're selfish, we're self-centered, we're uncaring, we're unloving, and we're unwilling to be obedient to the will of God in our lives. And because of it, we stink and we need to turn right and head towards the showers of God and allow the showers that are available to wash us and to cleanse us and to wash away our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus Christ died on the cross to cleanse us from our sins. But it doesn't happen until we make the choice to turn right and head towards that cleansing. So the first part of this passage talks about showers that are available. That's the big stop sign that is in front of us. And as we get into this next passage, we come across a big warning for us to make a U-turn. There are many times in, lives, in our lives where we are going down the wrong road and we need someone, we need something, we need anything to tell us, you're going the wrong way, Ralph. You need to turn around and head the other direction. And if you don't like the shower of God, uh, and then from there we get into Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. And where Malachi 3, verse 6, God says, I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. There's a big verse for us. That's a verse to write out and hang up on the mirror in the bathroom. I, the Lord, do not change. Malachi 3.6. See, when we're heading down the wrong road, I want God to change. That's the reality. I don't know if it's your reality, but I know it's my reality. I'm heading down the wrong road. I'm doing things that I know that I should not be doing. I'm having thoughts that I know that I should not be thinking. And I'm saying to God, God, you're okay with this. You died on the cross for my sins. You forgave me. Isn't this okay? And God's saying, you're on the wrong road, Ralph. Make a U-turn and come back. Make a U-turn and come back. God's saying, I, the Lord, do not change. And it's a promise from God that his love for us is great. His mercy for us is great. His forgiveness for us is great. But it's also a, a warning from God to say, turn around and head in the right direction. Verse 7 cries out to us and God cries out to us and says, return to me and I will return to you. God makes it clear to each and every one of us 
that he's not bending his will to our will. He's not going to bend his will to my desire. He's not going to bend his will to your desire. He's waiting for us to align with his will, with his plan, with his desires. And when we can align with his will, his plan, his desires, then we find ourselves on the road to righteousness. One of the most simply, simplest measuring sticks of people's love for God and the Israelites' love for God is their finances. And so God, right away, as an example, and I want you to understand, God's saying, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Okay, if you want to know how you want to return, then I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you a measuring stick to see if you measure up to this measuring stick. And he says to them, look, you're robbing God. And you're robbing God because you're not bringing the full tithe into the temple as part of your worship. And if you really love me like you say that you love me, and God is calling out to them, if you really love me like you say that you love me, then why are you robbing me? Why do you find a need to cheat me on your tithes? Why do you find the need to cheat me on your finances? And God's saying, I, the Lord, don't change. Return to me and I will return to you. I'm going to bring this to you today as a measuring stick. I'm not going to be able to couch this in any way. I'm not going to be able to find an easy way to, to, to put this there. And I'm not going to argue the point either. Uh, if you want to discuss it, feel free to send me an email. Uh, Pastor Ralph at greenspringbic.com uh, or look up on the church webpage, greenspringbic.org and, and look me up and, and send me an email. Or, or on, you know, on uh, Facebook, send me a message, but I'm not going to argue the discussion. See, here at Greenspring Bic, we're on week eight of not having church. That's eight weeks. For me, it's week nine. Because I was out of church the week before. Nine weeks. So I have to ask myself the question. Have I been setting aside my tithes and offerings every week? So that way when I get back to church, I'm ready to give them to God? Now I know some people have sent their tithes and offerings into their church. But I have to ask myself the question. Have I set them aside that I am ready to write that check? And give to God what is God's? To have my hand open all of the time and to give to God what is rightfully His from my finances. That's the measuring stick in front of me. God's saying, you love me so much, Ralph. And He's saying the same question to you. Puts that big stop sign right up in front of us and says, do you love me so much? How are you handling your finances during these eight weeks? During this coronavirus time? Are you using it for your own benefit? For your own glory? For your own pleasures? Or are you setting that aside to bring the whole tithe into my storehouse? And then to see if God will pour out that blessing. God's calling out and he's saying, return to me and I will return to you. It's the example that's called out for the Israelites. And I know that's the example that's called out for us. And we can come up with all kinds of other examples in our lives of where we are not following God in the way that we should. I know there's a hundred reasons to dance around this subject. And run away from it. But God's answering their question of how they're robbing God. And the more, main point is for them to make a U-turn. To stop robbing God. And to get back to God the way that they knew that they needed to. And in our own lives, go down the list of the ways that you are straying from God. That you find yourself not following God in the way that you should. Whether it be your finances, your lifestyle, your thoughts, your actions. Go down the list. 
And when you go down the list, ask yourself the question, look into that stop sign and say, is it time for me to stop and turn around and head back to God? See, as God's children, we wanna see the breath of God blow away the coronavirus. I don't know about you, but I know where I sit. I would be quite content with God doing a miracle today and all of this shut in our houses, staying calm, staying safe, staying home, that it was all done with and the coronavirus was gone. And yet at the same time, over the last eight weeks, how close have we drawn to, to God? Because God keeps calling out and saying, make a U-turn, make a U-turn. If you return to me, I'll return to you. And as a, as a people, as individuals, as churches, as people who call on the name of the Lord to be saved and call themselves Christians, are we coming to God in the way that we should? Or is God calling out to us and saying, make a U-turn and come back to me? Are we acting like the prodigal son where the prodigal son was sitting in the pig slop, literally sitting in the pig slop one day, and he realized, how much better are the slaves back in my father's house than I am right now? And he realized dad wasn't coming to the pig slop to get him. He realized he needed to get up out of the pig slot and the prodigal son needed to head back home. And in his heart, he said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. The prodigal son was willing to make that U-turn and start heading back towards his father to understand that at his father's home, there was salvation, there was forgiveness. So when we come to this point of this passage of in the middle of Malachi chapter three, so many people wanna focus on tithes and offerings and, and our finances, and I believe God's calling that out, out as an example of how we stray from God. And there are many other examples that the prophet could have called out and that God could have called out in their lives. The main emphasis for us to, to understand is where God's saying, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. It's where God is calling us. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. It's written in the Old Testament and Jesus says it again in the New Testament. It's where God wants us to be. Return to God and he will return to us. There's showers ahead. We have the refining fire of God, the washing of God, the launderer's soap that cleanses us, that forgives us. Oh, and we're straying and we're going away from the way and the things that God wants us to be and the way God wants us to act. We need to make that U-turn. And then we come to a place where there's no outlet. We come to that dead end road. I remember when I was growing up, uh, when you're little, you don't know much about road signs and our family, every once in a while, we would go over to visit, visit my Uncle George and my Aunt Bertie. And whenever we would pull onto their road, there was a sign that said, no outlet. And as a little boy, I could never, under figure, I could never figure out why would they build houses that have lights but don't have outlets in them. And I'd scratch my head. You know, and, and they put all the houses without outlets all on the same street, and they put a sign there to let you know there's no outlet. Uh, and there's a reality. That's not what it meant. And certainly as I got older, I understood. It meant that there was a dead-end road. And this is the next big stop sign that God gives us. And he, and he says, look, stop here. There's no outlet on this road. 
It's a dead end. You know, it, it may be a great place to live, but it's not a great place to be spiritually. It's not where any of us should be spiritually. You know, Job's wife called out to him and said, curse God and die. Curse God and die. And it was in Job chapter 2, verse 9. She was telling Job, go down and sit on the road with no outlet, the dead end road. Curse God, then you can die. It's not where we want to be. It's not God's desire for his children, nor for anyone else that calls on the name of the Lord to sit on that dead end road where we're cursing God. Malachi challenged the Israelites' thoughts, their whole thought process. We find those words where he's challenging them, where they were saying that those who, uh, you have said it is futile to serve God. That's a terrible thought process, a terrible place to be. We're on a dead end road when we think that it's futile to serve God. And then they go on and say, what do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourning, mourners before the Lord Almighty? That's a terrible dead end road to be on, a no outlet road to be on, a terrible place where we think that it, it's futile to serve God and that we're not gaining anything by carrying out what God requires of us. Boy, when, we, when we're doing what God requires uh, for us, God tells us we're storing up treasures in heaven. Everything that we do here, everything that we do here that we gather, that we put in our house, that we go out and spend our money on, that's where moth and rust destroys. I can't take it with me. But the things that I do that God directs us to, the things you do that I do, they are treasures in heaven that we are storing up. The Israelites go on, they say, but now we call the arrogant blessed. Well, dead end road. Certainly the evildoers prosper. That's our thought process, dead end road. And even those who challenge God escape. Again, a dead end road, dead end thought processes. We need to find ourselves off of the dead end road with those kinds of terrible thought processes and heading down the road that God wants. See how we're gonna work backwards? Dead end road, get off the dead end road. You have to make a U-turn, repent, head back to God, and get the salvation, the cleansing of God. And we work backwards through Malachi chapter 3 to enjoy the blessing of God as he washes us and cleanses us and renew, renews us. Malachi 3 ends on and a high note. I promised you if you would stick to the end, we would get to the, to the high note. It's verse 16 and on. And I'm going to reread these verses. I want you to understand the high note. And I want you to think, am I looking at this stop sign and I... And am I finding myself there? Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. I want to stop right there. Those that feared the Lord talked with each other. Not everybody, not all of the Israelites, not all of Judah. Those that feared the Lord. Those that said, oh, I'm hearing what Malachi is saying, and I'm seeing that stop sign that is in front of me. Let's have a discussion amongst ourselves and find out how we can make a U-turn and head back to God and, and enjoy the blessing of God and be in the presence of God and enjoy the salvation of God, enjoy the refiner's fire and the purifying of our lives by the launderer's soap. And they, so they feared the Lord and they talked with each other. And the Lord listened to them and heard. And a scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored him. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty. In the day when I make up my treasured possession, I will spare them 
Just as in compassion a man spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. I believe that's what, that's what God's doing right now in our lives. I really do. God's word speaks for itself in that passage. Are we one who fears the Lord? Are we one who fears the Lord? Willing to talk with others who fear the Lord and saying, let's get back to be the people that God wants us to be. Does everybody get to heaven? Nope. Go back and read verses 16, 17, and 18. God drew a distinction between them. There were those who feared the Lord who were willing to make that U-turn, to get off that dead-end road and make a U-turn and get back into the presence of God in the way that they should. And God drew a distinction between those who served God and those who did not serve God. He drew a distinction between the righteous and the wicked. I believe that that scroll of remembrance that God was writing down, their names, is the Lamb's Book of Life. It's referred to in the Bible multiple times over, where our name is written down when we ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. And our name gets written down and it's someday we will be in heaven and that scroll will be opened up. The Lamb's Book of Life will be opened up. And if our name's written there, we will enjoy heaven with our Lord and Savior. And if it's not, we will be cast out of his presence. We need to make sure our name is written there. We need to make sure that we're asking God to forgive our sins. We need to make sure that we're living a way that shows that our sins are forgiven. We need to make sure that we're staying on the right road. So why I believe that God's doing something today in the church and in Christians' lives, I believe that he's drawing a distinction between the righteous and the wicked and that God will allow us to walk out of this pandemic where his church is his church and those that are not part of his church will stop pretending to be part of his church. And that's the big distinction that I believe God is doing. And he's doing it in my life. And I hope that he's doing it in your life as well. And that we take the words of Malachi chapter 3. And we take them really seriously. And we look at that stop sign. And we need to make that decision. Do I just sit where I'm at? Do I turn to the left? Or am I going to turn to the right? And head to the cleansing power of God. There's an old song back from the 1800s. In the words of this old song, and I'm going to wrap up with this, the author says, Lord, I care not for riches, neither silver nor gold. I would make sure of heaven I would enter the fold. In the book of thy kingdom with its pages so fair, tell me, Jesus, my Savior, is my name written there? Is my name written there on the pages white and fair? In the book of thy kingdom, is my name written there? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Enjoy his cleansing. Enjoy his salvation. 
and then get busy living the way that God has called his followers to live. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, your love and mercy, your tenderness with us, we are so grateful for. You are long-suffering, patient with us, and you allow us to go down paths that we should never go down, roads that we should never go down. Heavenly Father, call your church back to you. Call your people back to you. Help your church to awake and to measure ourselves on where we are at in regards, our, in regards to our relationship with you. Lord, help us to seek you with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. Help us to lay off everything that hinders us in our relationship with you, to cast it to the side and to forget it and to move on. Lord, help us to live our spiritual lives and to live our lives each and every day where the old self is gone and the new has come, where the old is dead and the new is alive. Lord, help us to take to heart the words of Malachi where we find ourselves heading into the refiner's fire. You are the one who will purify us. We open up our hearts to you to purify us today, to wash us, to cleanse us, and to continue to do a great work in each of our lives. Again, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for mothers. I ask for a special blessing on them this day. You're a great God, Lord. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for being with us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and God be with you. Feel free to share this sermon with someone else that you believe may need it or post it on your Facebook and get the word of God out. And again, if you need to reach out to me, if you need help during these troubled times, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, ping me on Facebook. You can email me, Pastor Ralph at greenspringbic.com or go to the church website, greenspringbic.org. Our church telephone number's on there. Give us a call. Uh, we love you and we want the best for you. And we want God's blessing to be in your lives. God bless you guys. Have a great day.